Rock that that, uh, uh, that intro there. Hi, this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and we are here to provoke you to think about the way you think about the kingdom of God, the way you think about yourself, the way that you operate in life. And I have Apostle Calvin Cook with me, and he is teaching. He is uh, well, he's teaching sometimes, and sometimes he's preaching, and sometimes he's weeping, sometimes he's doing, but whatever it is, it is all good. So uh, without any further uh, uh, talk from me, I want to bring on Apostle Cal so that we can get as much in in these 27 minutes. Come on, Apostle Cal, and start Well, over. praise God. Amen. I, I tell you what, I... I, I I wasn't sure how much I was able to communicate uh, what was in my uh, spirit. I got uh, I got a what we call a shift in my uh, journey uh, uh, in that hotel room that I was in uh, last week, and uh, it has really caused me my study to uh, look different. Everything I'm looking at now uh, is even more so from a completed place than it was before because I'm not striving. To make anything happen my purpose is to reveal what's happened and i think we need to hear what i said we're not doing anything to make jesus better i don't have to embellish my stories if i had two people to mean i don't have to say 10. if i only got two viewers i don't have to say 10 uh, to 20 viewers because that doesn't make jesus look better what what makes me look good doesn't necessarily make him look good you see and so what he does is he gets rid of everything that has to do with us. So in the presentation of him, there is no mixture and nobody gets confused in what we are, who we represent. You see, because uh, one guy said to me, I was preaching the other day and he said, hey, OG. And, and I knew what he was talking about, my walk. I got this walk that I brought, I imported, uh, uh, exported from Compton. Um, <laughs> But they don't understand it's not the walk they think it is, Dr. Baker. I know it's not. I know it's, it's not. It's the walk of shame. <laughs> what they don't understand is because my shoes would wear out. And if I grew up and people saw my shoes wear out, they would cap on me, talk about me, talk about my mama all day. The focus would be on my shoes that were worn out. Yep. So yep. I would press my foot to the ground and drag it, which meant I had a little limp, and then I turned it into a cool walk. And I did all that. I said, man, that brother bad. What it was, I was hiding the fact that when I got around the corner from my house, I lifted up my leg and my shoes went flop, 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 flop. <laughs> and I endured the pain of cramps in my thighs, cramps in my calves, because I didn't want people to see the real condition of my life. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And many of us are living that kind of Christianity where we don't want nobody to really see what God hasn't done yet in me. We, he, we, we know he hasn't finished with us, even though the work is finished. We have been afraid to allow him to complete the task that he's already working in us to do. And if we understood and we we're taught properly, when you read it, when it says you're a workmanship, I wrote it down, the work was created in him, it actually means that the work was done. In other words, he completed you and then sent you into, into the earth. In other words, he completed like the bricks 
or the, or the, or the stones of Solomon's temple, they weren't built at the temple site. They were built at the rock quarry. They, amen. And then they took the finished work and set it in the temple. Now, I, want to, I just said something profound here. What did I just say? God can't put you in and set you in the body and the work ain't finished and you're still cutting the body up with your mouth and you're still gossiping and tearing down the leaders. How can he, how can you say you're complete in him if you're still like you? That takes me to Romans chapter six. Let's go there. That's why it's so important to look at the pictures that God is presenting to us. I'm not in a hurry to say I'm anything right now. I'm a work in progress. But I'm finished in a lot of areas where many people haven't even begun to be finished. I come to the place to know that God don't want no part of me. He wants all of me dead. Now, nobody even want to hear that because you look so cute and you're so wonderful and so educated. But me, I realize that apart from me, I can't do nothing. Apart from him, uh, I can't do nothing. And if anything is left of me, he can't do nothing. This didn't go over very well. I better maybe change the subject here. Uh, he says here. You better stay on the subject. I think you better continue with the subject. Go ahead. Okay, then I got to go to Romans 6, 9 through 11. It says, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death has no dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But he... But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Here we go. Likewise, hold on. Likewise, reckon yourselves also to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members to instruments of, of, of unrighteousness or unto sin, but yield your members unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness. Now listen to this. For sin shall not have dominion over you. There will be no duality. Listen carefully. For you are not under the law, but under grace. The force of law was sin in this, it, come on, in, this, in the force of sin was the law. Now watch. What then? Shall we sin because we are no longer under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know you not that whom you yield your servants to obey, his servants you are, whom you obey, and whether it be sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. In other words, whoever you, you in other words, that tells me here, look, I'm going to say this to you. I know you don't like this because we like to get in a prayer line. You don't have to get in no prayer line to obey God. You have to make a decision to obey God. You don't have to get in another, you don't have to call your girlfriend up no more about your sin decision. You can decide sin no longer has power over you. Sin no longer has, listen to me, none of that stuff has power over you. You can decide today, this is the last day of my depression. This is the last day of my separation. This is the last day of my anger. Anything that has to do with the fallen Adam, this is the last day you'll speak in my life. This is the last day you'll represent me. You have a right to choose that. 
and and you do it every day until every it. single solitary day until you look at that mirror that's right and you're never going to get rid of the memories that's the battle of the warfare that exalts itself above the knowledge you got you got to speak to those things that come out of your memory because sex felt good to you. Drugs felt good. When I got high, I got higher than a Martian airplane. It made me feel good. It made me forget my problems. The only problem was when I landed, I still had the same problems. Glory to God. And so it was a, it was like a, a, a place to get lost from reality. But the realities kept piling up higher and higher. And I realized getting high wasn't solving no problems at all. None. That's right. So I had to make a decision. And I and I cried out to God. And once I made that decision, I gave him a right to take over. What does that mean? He wasn't just my savior. He became my Lord. And we got this mistake in the church. He's everybody's savior. And we really celebrate the salvation of everybody. But not very many people have made him Lord of their lives. This is where duality comes from. Let me go on. Oh, it comes from there. The old man is dead and to live is Christ. This is absolutely truth no matter where you go. For example, uh, if you say two plus two is four, it's going to be two plus two is four no matter where you go. And to live and, and for Christ to be alive and you be alive in him, that's two plus two is four. And you choose you this day, life or death, you get to choose between death and life. And hell has enlarged her mouth with measure, according to Isaiah. There's no measuring how deep and vast hell is. Huh? So you got to choose, but your choices have to be narrow to avoid that wide mouth of, of Satan. I call it the Satan's mouth there, the mouth of hell. So your decisions have to be succinct. You have to be purposeful. You have to be intentional to live for God. And when you get up in the morning, your boyfriend's calling you. You're like, Can you know, I know you don't like to have sex with me, but you know, if we're going to really consummate our relationship, I got to get some. You got to give me something. And you say, well, I understand because I've been feeling that way too, but it grieves the Holy Spirit. Well, we got, it's under the blood. We can ask God to forgive us. Get away from that fool right now. Run. Run away from anybody that would make you violate. And men of God, women of God, listen to me. How dare you say you love someone they want to sleep with? Them? Knowing that violates the tendency. Have sex. Have sex. You going? sex okay, they're not sleeping. That's right. You tell me that all the time. How dare you do calisthenics with somebody that's saved? And then talk about you saved. Somebody lying. And then move on. I'm talking about no liars and lying in here. Uh, we, <laughs> we know we're alive and walk in this truth. Uh, uh, and we attain to admit it's not getting rid of the old man, but rather being swallowed up in the new man. We're not trying to get rid of the old man. That man is hidden in Christ for a reason. And yo, that old man's life is dead, but it's hidden. Because that man's going to get resurrected. You're not, you, you're going to get a new body or a new mind and a renewed in the spirit of your mind. But but Ephesians uh, 4.22 says it this way. Let me, man, I, I try to, I almost have to rush here. 
I feel like I, I want to say too much and I can't get, but I'm good. I'm good. Praise God. Watch this. Now, you, within, you can work within any time limit. I know you can. Baby girl, I like it when you talk to me like that. Glory to God. <laughs> Remember, you're the baby. You're my baby brother. Okay, but watch. I like it when you encourage me. Let me go on. It says that you putting off concerning the former conversation of your old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitfulness of lust. Watch this. And being renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. There's no mixture here. There's no duality in this new man. There's no going back. Your memories, you have to fight that. You have, to, you have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You have to learn how to do the spiritual warfare. But you were created a new man. And remember, the new man was created before the foundation, placed in the womb of your mother, born into the kingdom of God, and set in Christ, recreated already for a work that was prepared for you before the foundation. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something here. So put on the new man, which after God, what? After God, not after your denomination, not after your religion, but after God created in righteousness and true holiness. Therefore, putting away your lying, speak every man truth to his neighbor, for we are members of one another. When you don't do right with me, I can't grow to the stature. And if I don't do right with you, you can't grow because we are members of each other. Do you understand that? We are members of one another. Jesus said, Father, you always answer me when I pray. Well, what did he pray? Father, I pray that there be one. He didn't say that you're just going to be in unity and gather together, but you actually are going to be connected to the vine and the same life source going into you is the same life source going into me. Now we must stop and slow down and consider this. What does that mean? I got eternal life flowing in me. And you have pure, holy, eternal life flowing in you, then why would you want to express something unholy to me? Why would you want to express something that's out of the nature and the character of the God you and I say we represent? You know what the Holy Spirit told me? One of the reasons he had me groaning in that hotel room last week. He said, because you got stuff in you that's interrupting your journey in me. And I finally got you alone so I could groan for you and let you join in and hear me. See, sometimes you say, well, I ain't heard God. God took that away. He let me hear his desire for me to be like him. It blew me away. I had never experienced that. Groaning. I could hear the voice. Two voices in my room. And they weren't speaking in Hebrew and Greek. They were speaking in a language that cannot be articulated by the mind of an individual born in the earth realm. It would take Holy Spirit to interpret those terms or them groanings like he did with Lazarus. Jesus gave signals to the realm of death in the spirit realm. And death had to respond and let Lazarus go. And something that was dead in me that didn't allow God to use me the way he wants to. I groaned and I began to, I began to release myself from my deep inner fears that I have. 
inside of Calvin, inside of me, that I can't articulate to Dr. Baker or anybody else. But Holy Spirit came that night to me and said, let me help you come to image. Because remember in the fifth chapter, I heard somebody say this the other day, and it's not true. They said, well, everybody that's uh, on the planet is in the image of God. No, no, body Christ, you got to read your Bible. When, when Adam fell, he had a son, and son was born in the image of Adam, not the image of God. He was born in the image of a fallen man. That's why you had to be born again into a risen Savior. So no, everybody on earth is not in the image of God. Only those that are coming, they've been born again can come back into image. And the creation is waiting for that image to manifest. That DNA image has that DNA attached to it. Where the earth won't have, listen to me, when something knows, when you're the president of something, a company, or you or you are this or that, when you come in the door, you don't have to say, oh, the president's here. They know who's coming in. And the earth, when the sons of God step upon the planet earth, the earth will know who has dominion. The earth will know the oneness between you and the creator. The earth will know that you are uh, you are walking in the nature and the oneness of the one who saved you. They'll know like they knew Jesus. Oh, God, Jesus, what did you come over here to do? Did you come to kill me, destroy me before my time? Jesus, you kind of early, Jesus. What did you, you come here for? And they didn't. They, they never argue with Jesus, talking about, uh, uh, you know, Come out, what your name is. At one time, and people were still asking the devil what his name is. Why would you ask the liar to tell you what his name is? You're supposed to walk in discernment to know these demon names. And you don't get them off of Wikipedia. And you don't get them out of the New Age Bible, like that one book that that man wrote that was one of the greatest sellers in America. But when you study the scriptures in that book, it's all out the New Age Bible. Nobody said nothing about it. I'm not going to mention the name because you're going to get mad at me. It was one of the most well-bought books ever in Christianity. And all the scriptures are out of the New Age Bible. Every one of them. Nobody said nothing. And people said, you need to get that book. Holy Spirit said, don't you buy that book. I said, but Lord, all my friends are getting it. He said, you ain't all your friends. You work for me. I couldn't get that book either. And everybody was modeling their, their churches after this book. They forgot to look and see what it said about where the scripture came from is New Age Bible. I'm going to leave that alone. See, that's what I'm talking about. We're not even engaged with the truth a lot of times. We're engaged in cliques and cliches and groupies, and we groupies, and we do these things. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, get, I'm going to go into this secret place until God changes me to be like him. And that's where we're coming to. Now, now, the old man was crucified with Christ. I'm trying to help you understand that. And that I must reckon myself dead to sin because of that. I am prepared to live by Christ. It is Christ who lives in and through me. The new law of life in me is the Christ life. Anybody listening to me? So there is a law that I live by. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has set me free from the law of sin and death. Are you listening to me? If you're still in Romans chapter seven, still talking about you can't do this because you wanted to do that, you misunderstood the scriptures. That was Paul, is a Pharisee. That was Paul 
Paul when he was under the law. But when he came to Christ, he said, who can save me from this death? He said, Jesus Christ can. He comes back in the next chapter and says, I'm more than a conqueror. There's no condemnation for them. So he's, he's not acquiescing that he can't do one thing because his flesh won't let him. He never said that by your Christ, only when he wasn't born again. And we got men of God saying that. We got people teaching it isn't the truth. You can't teach the Bible just by language. You have to wait for Holy Spirit to reveal to you what he's saying. What's the content and the context? I don't let men in their books define God to me. He sent the Holy Spirit in, in the 14th chapter of John and said he would come, he would comfort me, but also he would be my teacher. Also, he would tell me the future also, and he would remind me. And one brother said last night, which I don't agree with, he said he would only remind you what you read in the word. That isn't what he said. He said it remind you the things that he said to you, Jesus said. When did he say things to you? When he chose you in him before the foundation of the earth? He spoke some things into you that now he needs to remind you what they are so you can fulfill your assignment that you have in the earth and stop getting your identity from other people and stop getting your identity from your friends and other people's denominational persuasion and get your identity from Christ, the one who sent you to the earth realm. You were an apostolo person. You were sent by God into the earth realm. You didn't come from your parents. You came through your parents. You came through that to get to him. You always were chosen in him before you even came into your parents. He made a choice. You need to discover who you are and your true identity. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, you must be careful what you yield to. And one of these teachings that I thought is very detrimental is that we're teaching people that you have dual nature. I think that's a just that's I, I believe myself that that we need to go back and look at that and find out it's impossible for us to have a dual nature and be born again. God doesn't half born us. We didn't born us with a mixture. We are born completely by a, 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 uncontent, a seed that can't be corrupted. It's incorruptible. We say, but well, we got corruptible thing. Oh, yeah. Your soul could be contaminated with all kind of stuff. That's why it's your spirit, soul, and body that must be sanctified. Now, my spirit is completely sanctified, but my soul still got some garbage in the trunk. Some, come on, somebody. And God is cleansing my soul. Come on. By the washing of the water, by the word. And as my soul cleanses, it detaches from any law or pull or lust of my flesh. And as I come back in alignment with my spirit, I have less memories of my life apart from the spirit. That's right. When I exercised, when I was a whoremonger. By the Christ, I remember when I did drugs. I remember when I fought violent crime. By the Christ, I remember when I did those things. I remember when I hurt people. I remember that. I remember. I remember. I, look, by Christ, when I got saved, this is a true story. I went and sought out every person that I hurt and asked them to forgive me. Some of them thought I had bumped my head. <laughs> mm -hmm. They did. They didn't even think I was real. One, one of them called me a liar. But I, I discharged my responsibilities because I got born again. I got born again, body of Christ. 
Amen. And I went and I tried to reconcile. I went back and begged forgiveness. Come on, somebody. I went to my parents. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. begged. Every, I, I went to everyone, everyone, every hole, mm-hmm. everyone. And you could remember. You didn't have to say that. Yes, I did. I just say yeah, but <laughs> I wasn't that. I was, yeah, okay. I, okay. I well, what I'm trying to make was I didn't get half saved. That's right. This is. I want to throw this in there. <clears throat> the Bible says that uh, the same Spirit that was in Christ is the same Spirit that's in us. So how could we have a dual nature unless we're saying that he had a dual nature? And you got about two, two and a half minutes to talk about that. <laughs> okay, now let me put it this way. Uh, if you, if the same light uh, spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it dwells in your mortal body, it's impossible for you to have a dual nature. Because he can't dwell in a body of unrighteousness. He can't dwell in something that's not like him. Remember, he said, if you defile the temple, he will destroy it. Come on now. I'm trying to help you understand here. He said, if you defile this temple, my Holy Spirit temple, who you are. Are you listening to me? He said that temple, he will destroy. So he's not going to let you live duality. He's not going to let you do it, body Christ. Now, he'll do everything he can to bring you to your spirit of the renewing of your mind. If, but if you avoid the word, if you avoid the body of Christ, if you avoid the apostolic ministry, which means all of the ministers, doesn't leave anybody out. Don't be afraid of the word apostolic. It means everybody. Jesus is apostolic. The Father is apostolic. The church is an apostolic church. The church is not a bishop church. That's the Catholic rendition of it. I, I studied the scripture. I studied with great men. You seen Michael Fram teach the other day, Lord Jesus. Did you hear that man break down this woman issue? I mean, he didn't leave one dot. That brother, my God. See, when you have that kind of articulation, you, you don't have any excuse other than rebellion and hard-headedness to reject the truth. That's in God's word. And many people, they, they, they just have their own bend on things. And no matter how much revelation comes, they ain't going to change. It's going to divine move of a mountain for them to, to change their uh, their denomination because they've gotten popular and they've gotten famous and they've gotten accolades. They've gotten rich. They ain't changing because Cal Cook said anything. But it ain't Cal Cook speaking today. It's the word of the Lord being presented to you. And you need to look at this thing and make the proper uh, decisions about this thing that you used to say, oh, I, I, I wanted to do right, but I couldn't do right because sin was still working. There was no sin working in your members. The Bible just said, it says, yielding is the practice of walking in the truth that I know by living by the living word of God, it prevents me from vacillating between the old man and the new man. Amen. It keeps me from going back and forth, body of Christ. You hear what I'm saying? When I yield to God, I'm representing my members to him as instruments of righteousness. And guess what? I know. We're going to start with those members of righteousness next week. 
I am so glad that we leave cliffhangers because as we leave cliffhangers, people say, I must come back. And that's why you keep coming back, Apostle Cal, because we leave cliffhangers. This is Apostle uh, Baker, Dave Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. If we've been, if this has been of any assistance or help to you and you would decide to seed into it, seed into love and unity, please uh, look on the screen. And this is Apostle uh, Baker and Apostle Cal saying, we'll be back next week when we're here to tell it like it is, the kingdom way. Please join yeah, us. Yeah, my God, thank you for listening. And uh, I love you. And uh, we'll see you again next time. God bless you.